Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into a very special episode of Inside Illini Basketball. Joey Wright and Scott Ritchie on the scene in... Des Moines, Iowa. Technically, we're in Urbandale inside our hotel room, the beautiful Town Place Suites. Hanging out here, enjoying what has been already a, a busy couple of days, Scott. Illinois getting ready to play Arkansas in the opening round of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament tomorrow. Wednesday, a little bit of a whirlwind, though. They've got shoot-around, practice, media availability, a lot of different things going on. Yeah, they keep them busy, and you know, this day before the game's day at the NCAA tournament, uh, there's press conferences for all eight teams that are on site in Des Moines. Um, and then, you know, they call it an open practice. You know, fans are allowed to be in the arena, but it's it's not really a practice. It's a shoot-around. They Basically, uh, Illinois, you know, ran through a lot of, you know, post drills, the bigs, uh, guard drills, um, just did some shooting. Um, then, you know, after they left Wells Fargo Arena, they were going to a... Uh, an undisclosed location uh, in the greater Des Moines area to get in an actual practice because you know couldn't have you know the the Arkansas coaches or players in the stands go learning all the secrets mm-hmm. of course for tomorrow's game so um but it was a uh, I think it was a good day um a better day perhaps because you know, for the first time since 2019 uh, the NCAA tournament had open locker rooms that's right you know covid kind of threw a, a a wrench into all of that the last few years, but uh, so while Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins, Brad Underwood were you know at the dais, you know going through the the formal press conference, uh, every other player was available in the locker room. That's where he, you helped you know, pitch in, got a chance to talk with some of those guys as well. So that's we're maybe back to normal. Yeah, it uh, it it definitely felt like a very much like a pre-pandemic affair. You know, there wasn't any, uh, you know, COVID hangover or anything like that for the first time in forever. And open locker room, that's where me and our photographer, Anthony Zillis, popped in. Team was having a lot of fun. As Anthony said a moment ago, before we hopped on the air, a lot of horsing around. You know, you could tell there were there were some hijinks going on in there, so that was a lot of fun. But I think maybe the, the biggest storyline to emerge from the locker room, Jaden Epps, feels good to go. You know, had that concussion a few weeks ago, but came back to action against Penn State, played a little bit, and says he feels 100%, good to go, has worked himself back into the lineup. So that is, uh, that's gonna, that's gonna, that's a, that's a good sign for Illinois fans against Arkansas. Yeah, because just in general, they've missed Jaden Epps, um, you know, as a scorer, I mean, about mm-hmm. a 10-point-a-game scorer, but, you know, as a ball handler, just someone to initiate some offense. Maybe take that off of Terrence Shannon's plate, um, because right. he can do it, um, but you look at the stats, his turnovers have spiked a little bit, um, especially, you know, the Purdue game was not his best, but, um, you know, it took a little time for, for Jay Epps to get back. The fact that he's playing, I think just after all we heard about what happened at the, uh, the February 28th practice, and we haven't heard a lot, but just that, you know, mm-hmm. from him, from Brad Underwood, from his teammates, it was kind of a scary situation when, you know, Brad Underwood had a little more detail today, but just said that, 
And when a player collapses and you don't know why. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there hours afterwards, even in the hospital, you're not sure what's wrong. Like, that, that is scary. Um, but, you know, you know Jaden is back. And you know, he played three minutes against Penn State. It wasn't much, but he got at least into the into the live action again. And then after that, a lot of workouts, just mostly get his conditioning kind of back at the at game-ready level because he wasn't gone that long, but just you lose your edge a little mm-hmm. bit when you're not allowed to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, you know, from a physical activity standpoint. So, he'll be an important piece uh, tomorrow against Arkansas. Just it's a it's a guard-heavy lineup that they've got, and some bigger guards. But you know, he's physical enough, I think, to kind of maybe deal with the the height disparity. For sure. And looking at Arkansas, what does Illinois need to be concerned about? They've got a lot of potential NBA talent on that roster. I think in Jonathan Wasserman's most recent mock draft, two Razorbacks in the top ten. Yeah, that's most everybody's mock draft at this yeah. point. You know, Nick Smith, um, if it's not Alabama's Brandon Miller, it'll be Nick Smith Jr. that's the first collegiate player you know, selected in the draft. Because you know, they'll go through you know, Victor Wimbanyama at one. I mean, just a generational talent, everyone <laughs> says. Scoot Henderson from you know the G League, and then Amen and Osser Thompson out of Overtime Elite. But then maybe Nick Smith Jr. And it's been a tough year for... You know, the Arkansas freshman, he missed 19 games with a knee injury. There was some discussion you know, that I, I read about during his timeout. It was like, will he come back and play? Just because he has a lot riding on maybe being healthy and being ready mm-hmm. in June's NBA draft. So, I mean, but he did come back. He's played, you know, this, this last stretch of the season. Uh, Anthony Black, another freshman guard, is in that top 10. And I've seen some mock drafts that have. Ricky Council the fourth. He's their transfer in from Wichita State, leading scorer um, at the back end of the first round. And then they got Jordan Walsh, another five-star freshman, uh, projected right now as a sort of a mid-second-round pick. So maybe he comes back. But there's there's talent on that roster. And what Illinois probably just can't have happen is for like Nick Smith or Anthony Black to have one of those games where it's like, okay, yeah, that's why he's going to be a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. Maybe frustrating those guys as much as you can defensively is at the top of the list. Coleman Hawkins talked about it. They just have to be around them all the time. Just can't give them any easy looks. For sure. And Arkansas, I, I heard, I kind of poked my head into the Arkansas press conference and then, uh, you know, departed to, to head somewhere else inside Wells Fargo Arena. But I heard a reporter ask a question. Maybe you can shine some light uh, on, on what Eric Musselman's response was. But Illinois and Arkansas, two teams that have had kind of similar trajectories this season, both uh, well-regarded in the preseason, Arkansas especially. They were, I think, a preseason top-10 team, right, or close to it. There was... I'm pretty sure I had them like 10th, yeah, 9th or 10th yeah. my, on my ballot. And then, you know, both teams kind of uh, disappointing mid-stretches mid of the season. Certainly Arkansas losing Nick Smith didn't help, but uh, two teams that are trying to kind of gather it back up. And I've got to imagine, I think certainly the, the belief in the Illinois locker room, I've got to imagine it's the same in the Razorbacks locker room as well, is, you know, not a lot of fear factor. I think they know they can compete with anyone, and I don't think, I don't think either side's very scared. No, and they're the same team, if we really want to get down to it. I mean, freshman guards, a transfer that's the leading scorer, uh, really poor three-point shooting from both teams, you know, and a team that, and two teams that have been kind of riding the roller coaster a little bit as far as results go in the season. Um, but, you know, what Eric Musselman mentioned, the Arkansas coach was like, when you get these eight, nine games in the NCAA tournament that are usually power 
conference teams that have had some ups and downs and maybe didn't achieve to the level that they were hoping, but we're still had a, a good enough season to make the NCAA tournaments just as an 8 or a 9 seed. Um, so it's... I think both teams like they feel like on their best day that they can be one of the best teams in the country. It's just how frequently have they been having one of those best days this season. And mm-hmm. for Illinois, it's been um, in fits and starts. I mean, it's a lot of really good second halves, which has helped. I mean, really good second half to beat UCLA. Same with Texas. Uh, same with that. More recently, you know, comebacks to beat Northwestern, to beat Michigan. But that full 40-minute effort has sort of remained elusive. And I guess, I mean, no better time to find it than right now. For sure. And it's a great point that they are essentially the same teams. Number 8, Arkansas, 20 and 13. Number 9, Illinois, 20 and 12. Scott, I believe you'll have a, a notebook item in tomorrow's News Gazette about what Illinois' best basketball looks like. You know, they've as you mentioned, struggled to kind of put it together. What does this team's best basketball look like? I think regardless of which player you ask, they'll start with defense. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, turning that defense into offense. And you know, Terrence Shannon you know, talked about it a little bit today. It's you know, beyond you know, playing good defense, making life tough on the other team, Like they just have to execute better offensively. Mm-hmm. And that's been a tripping point for this Illinois team a lot this season. I, I just go back to the regular season finale against Purdue. You know, and Brad Underwood ended up talking about it after that game was like he had a play drawn up for like to be the first play of the game, you know, whether they got the tip or or not. And you know, we're sitting here more than a week later. That play still has not been run. <laughs> like they just they got foiled by Purdue and sort of foiled themselves by committing four early turnovers. Um, but so just it's having the discipline to, like, execute that game plan. Um, and they can. Again, it's just how consistently have they done it, and mm-hmm. that answer, they have not done it very consistently this year. And a common refrain, too, I heard in asking a couple of players that same question in the locker room was they got to hit shots, too. If and I, But you could say that about any team, right? If shots yeah. aren't falling, but, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, but that's just – that's the the sticking point with this team, and I know you talked to Matthew Meyer about it. And his his response was, you know, things they do on a nightly basis, but also making shots. Right. And for him in particular, like he has to be at his best for this team to make the kind of tournament run they want. And he has not been at his best the last two games. Uh, regular season finale against Purdue, Big Ten tournament game against Penn State. He's one of fifteen from three point range, and. He needs to make the shots. Right. I mean, and like he gets that as well. Uh, he, no fear of him not taking them. There, there's not a three-pointer Matthew Meyer hasn't found that he hasn't liked. <laughs> um, but it's just he's got to be a little more productive. For sure. Production going to be a key for Illinois as they look to make a run through the NCAA tournament. Uh, real quick, Scott, I do want to shine a little bit of a light on the other side of the bracket here in Des Moines, the other side of Illinois' bracket. Kansas is obviously going to be a heavy favorite. But uh, maybe assuming an Illinois win against Arkansas, and of course we can dive into this more as, as the week unfolds, but uh, just just to look ahead a little bit, Kansas is uh, admittedly in the one bracket I've filled out. I've got the Jayhawks making a little bit of a run. That's going to be a tough one for Illinois if they can get that far. Yeah, I mean, Kansas is obviously the 
reigning NCAA champions. <laughs> and then it's three overall seed, right? So and there was some thought, maybe some discussion. I had these thoughts like they set a record for quad one wins this year. Um <laughs> and I get that they lost in the Big Twelve championship game to Texas, but like still probably deserving of the number one overall seed. Um but I don't imagine they'll have any trouble getting past Howard. Uh, that's no. their, their first round matchup and um, great story from Howard, first time in the tournament in decades. But then, like, your your prize is you get to play Kansas. And um, <laughs> there's no, apparently, you know, no guarantee that Bill Self will coach mm-hmm. um, Thursday against Howard. Uh, he missed the Big 12 tournament with, ended up having a, a procedure on his heart. Uh, he's out of the hospital. He's been at practice the last couple of days. Did not participate today in any of the media availability shoot around, you know, Norm Roberts filled in again for him, but um, we'll see what happens there. Um, could create the situations like maybe Kansas is playing for Bill Self, like they need any extra motivation to be good because they're just they've got a really good team, uh, but like they had an old team last year and that really helped them in their run to the NCAA title, and they have some younger guys this year, Grady Dick. Uh, just an incredible season for the, the freshman wing. Um, but they've got guys that last year were role players, didn't do much, and they have blossomed. And so they're still a fairly veteran team, uh, maybe not in terms of, like, games played, but just in terms of college basketball experience. And I think that does make a difference this time of year. We'll see how that plays out, of course. Don't want to just give them the Howard game, but uh, certainly well-earned Let's say there's only been versus sixteen. There's only been one <laughs> upset in the history of the NCAA tournament at that level. So, I mean, maybe Howard makes it too. You never know. Yeah. But I think the safe bet is Kansas for sure. I was comfortable throwing it to Kansas, and if Howard wins, of course, we can always uh, chart a new course as the week unfolds. But do want to get your thoughts uh, quick too, Scott, on. Uh, the rest of the tournament, you know, we're going to see a lot of great basketball unfold this week, certainly. Uh, just looking at the tournament as a whole, any storylines catch your eye? Uh, just in Des Moines, we'll see a, a great Penn State-Texas A&M game as well, and, and Texas and Colgate going to go at it as well. Yeah. Penn State-Texas A&M is the nightcap here in Des Moines. So some late-night basketball, but, like, stay up and watch because, mm-hmm. you know, Penn State is just on an incredible heater, uh, winning – close game after close game and then the losses they've taken in the last few weeks close games right. and like they almost stormed back to beat Purdue in the Big Ten championship game Big Ten tournament championship game incredible performance uh, Texas A&M pretty much peak Buzz Williams they're just a real gritty bunch and they've they overcame a terrible start to the season and really you know caught fire kind of at the midway point and have been good but you know Texas very talented Colgate Makes a ton of threes. Mm-hmm. They've been close to an upset in the first round of the tournament the last few years with um, Matt Langle, their coach, who will probably get a better job here shortly. I was like, <laughs> how he hasn't already is kind of you know the question. But like if they if they're making threes, you know, watch out. Um, but this is the the tournament as a whole. I think the main storyline is like no one knows what's going to happen. Like chaos has kind of reigned supreme all season across college basketball and. I don't anticipate the tournament being any different, and that should make for just some incredible games. It should be a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of teams to, like Marquette is really good this year. You know, you you got a lot of a lot of parity. I yeah, guess there's is what I'm looking for. Like it, a lot of good teams. To... I don't know who the great teams are, but like we we'll find out maybe who 
who can be that that kind of program you know, over the next few weeks. We sure will. It's going to be a lot of fun. Follow along all week. News Gazette crew's got you covered. I'm Joey Wright with Scott Ritchie. Anthony Zillis is our photographer, videographer here, so a lot of great content coming your way on Snapchat, on Twitter, of course, in print, and online at newsgazette.com. Scott, any final thoughts as we preview Illinois' run through uh, at least the Arkansas game? Talked a little bit about the potential to play Kansas, but any other Illini thoughts as we get ready to watch uh, Illinois go at it tomorrow? I mean, this this team since the summer when the roster came together I mentioned this before but like the potential was seen as being final four caliber Illinois has not proven that yet <laughs> you know this season in times like the UCLA win huge Texas win huge that was three months ago three plus months ago um, now would be the time to maybe realize that potential um, you know, Brett Underwood talks or has talked the last couple of years about the abruptness of the end, and that's what Illinois has experienced the last two years in the NCAA tournament, you know, in the second round. Um, if they don't play very well tomorrow, that abruptness of the end happens Thursday mm-hmm. in the first round. So, I mean, it's that time of year, winner go home, and, like, this Illinois team has belief in what they're capable of. I'm just – it's a coin flip on what we're going to get. Uh on Thursday afternoon. So I think that's maybe something to look forward to. Just just kind of ride the wave you know, with this Illinois team however much longer. But that's March too, right? That's what they're talking about on inside Razorbacks basketball, the, the Arkansas equivalent, I'm sure, to our podcast. And that's what all the other teams are talking about is you get that kind of uh, – you, you got high expectations, but now it, it could all come to an abrupt end. And anyone in the country could lose in round one as well. So it makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, for the spectators, I don't know. <laughs> the the <laughs> winner go home thing, you know, if you're playing is like, you know, they can, players can talk about, you know, I can't, there's no pressure, can't treat it that way. But like, and I think they know in the back of their minds, is like, they've got one crack at this and maybe that gets them more, but it's just one right now. Yeah. One shining moment, as you could call it. I believe they have called it that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, And and one quick thing, too, Scott, before we sign off, be uh, remiss if we didn't mention the women's team real quick. They're playing uh, in – I've got fightingillini.com pulled up 13 and a half minutes until tip-off against Mississippi State. Of course, by the time we get this uh, edited and posted, the game will probably be in progress and – It'll be something you'll uh, you'll follow Joe Vizelli for if you want updates on. But uh, first time since 2003, both teams have been in the tournament for Illinois, men's and women's. Uh, Joe Vizelli, you'll have to give him a follow to uh, track down updates. He'll have a lot of great stuff online and in print in the News Gazette as well on that. Incredible season oh, from Sean tremendous Green in her first year. So, yeah, definitely follow Joe, and he'll be in South Bend uh, as long as <laughs> – as long as Illinois is there. He got a third game. We've only got uh, potentially two here in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, but we'll sign off now from our Urbandale studios. Nice room we've got, though. We've got two bedrooms, a living room, a little kitchenette, a lot of space in here to hang out. Plenty of room to podcast. That's right. Nice kitchen table we're at here. We'll we'll leave it there for you again. Uh, Joey Wright, Scott Ritchie, and Anthony Zillis track us all down on Twitter. You'll find us in print online at newsgazette.com. I've got the Snapchat, too. Add News Gazette on Snapchat to kind of follow along with the behind-the-scenes look for our stay here in 
in Iowa. And thank you for listening to Inside Illini Basketball. More coming up as the tournament unfolds. Thanks for listening.